0: Adam is opening a, for those of you at home who may not be watching you on Vimeo, along Adam is opening a fortune cookie to determine the path of tonight's
1: show. Go ahead. Check this out. Right. Spill that all over the rug. Don't that worry That sounded about it. pretty good. I closed my knees. Next full moon brings an enchanting evening. <laughs> command, listening to the Movie
2: Guys Showcast. Attention. Movie guys love movies. Any comments made by E's Fashion Police that inspire the movie guys to quit their show are purely for entertainment purposes only.
0: Well then, I quit first.
3: Nah, I quit more. Yeah, I quit harder.
0: Everybody jump in ship on E's Fashion Police. <laughs> <laughs> Making it the first
1: time I've talked about that show, I know, right? <laughs> well, what? tell me about it. What what was the controversy?
3: Uh, well, I somebody said know. something, and then they all piled on. Uh, Rancic, the the human skeleton, right? The Walking Dead. The Walking. Juliana the, Rancic. The Walking yeah. Hanger.
0: She said something about Zendaya's uh, dreadlocks, and it was uh, considered offensive. And Kelly Osbourne said, I'm out of here. And then Kathy Griffin said, I'm out of here. And now the audience mm. has said, I'm out of here. And now E has said, you're out of here. The show is off the air. The whole air. thing, oh. yeah,
3: the whole thing. Like, they all just did a, they all rushed to quit in in self-righteousness. And I think the real irony here is that once Joan Rivers died, the whole show went to shit. And Who would have thought that Joan Rivers was the voice of <laughs> kindness, <There's some> reason. <laughs> kindness and sensitivity? It was Joan Rivers all along.
2: It just makes me a little bit nervous because I feel like I often say things that are inappropriate and racist and wrong. And I, I don't know. And I hear, like, whenever I see somebody that looks like they haven't, you know, showered at a Ren Fair, I make jokes about they might smell like patchouli. Well, th- well that's I the thing. I don't understand where you with- draw the line. Like, if someone looks like they might smell like patchouli, you can't say that now?
1: Now, there is a stereotype for white people with dreadlocks. Yeah,
2: they're surfers but and they're stinky. if you
1: don't realize someone is black and they have dreadlocks and you make the joke about white people with dreadlocks, then- that is inappropriate. Right but yeah. What's Zendaya? maybe still just a patchouli joke, right? Yeah,
2: What's I just what? don't know when yeah. to use my patchouli jokes.
0: <laughs> What's Zendaya doing here? Shouldn't she be surfing? Would that have gotten the show off the air? Right?
3: Wait a know. minute, Zendaya? Oh, I thought this no, was the not kid. not the singer. Uh, not Zanjaya?
2: No, Sanjaya Zandaya is the singer from, from the American, American Idol.
3: Idol. Oh, because that joke would have made sense if it was Sanjaya. Yeah. You were so stupid. Well, well, not you know is. Indians and they hang gliding. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> We've got to stop right Welcome now. Welcome to
0: the movie showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guys empire. And to think that in some countries, these dogs are eaten. (laughs) You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club in an area of Southern California they call Burbank Airport Adjacent. (laughs) <laughs> they don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show from us every week on iTunes, SoundCloud, Vimeo, Pulpepic.com, Stitcher, Player.fm, and, of course, movieguys.net absolutely free. And we encourage you to subscribe where you can. And if you do, especially on iTunes, still no charge.
3: You know, Paul, that list makes it sound as though we are actually sweeping the Internet. We
1: are swiffering, at least. By the way, I just want to say I did go. A couple new reviews got put on iTunes, and if I think a lot of people have discovered our show recently. We've had some bigger profile guests, mm-hmm. and uh, and and just I don't know. Uh, oh, and then we had the Oscar. I think we picked up a lot of. Uh, Twitter followers for our Oscar uh, feed yeah. that we did and so we got a bunch of new reviews so yeah I, I just want to stop you know and say please if, if you feel like you've uncovered a pretty cool secret in that our awesome show that super listenable show that you've become addicted to <laughs> get on iTunes <laughs> and write something nice about it somebody wrote something we've got all five star reviews and, and 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 it's all you know I mean if someone just comes upon this show and they like movies they're gonna go that's pretty good that's uh, we're, yeah. I think we're speaking your language and then somebody was just like Had like the one star, like the hosts are lame, and that was it, or something like that. Very good.
2: (laughs) Not very good. Your review was so lame. Yeah.
1: Look, (laughs) somebody (laughs) somebody just went into detail
0: about what they liked about the last two episodes. I know, I know. Yeah, it's really cool. All we're asking is everybody else. if
4: you
3: like the show, tell three friends, and then have those three friends tell three friends.
2: It's just that simple, and we're
3: so the- on, and so and on, so on. So on. Next and your you hair
2: know. will look fabulous after that. The Amway of podcasts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't, if you didn't catch all those uh, places where the show exists, we're also on wbad net. Basically, mm-hmm. just search the movie guys on Yahoo, Bing, or Google. Google, Google, and we come right up. <laughs> Speaking of movieguys.net, don't forget to head over there for great reviews and articles, including our take on Focus, The Duff, Predestination, Avenged, and more. I'm your host for the Hardest Working Podcast on the Airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Adam Witt. <coughs> That's an hour <hour-pist. laughs> Karen Volpe.
2: I collect spores, molds, and fungus.
0: And Bart Gaius.
3: Are you crying? There's no crying in The Movie Guys.
0: Later in the program, we'll be joined by a filmmaker who directed 10 Till Noon, the documentary, the documentary We Run Shit. And now a new animated short entitled The Apple Tree, Scott Storm. Storm. (laughs) Before that, we'll do what makes this unique movie previews, preparing you for what's opening in theaters this weekend. Regret not paying attention to the first Divergent movie? Fear not. The sequel to what we are now being told was a popular and successful movie is hitting the screen this weekend. The Divergent series Insurgent. And later in the show... Keep your eyes open, my
3: friend. It's the ones who aren't after you that do you in the end. What's going on, Chip? The company's clearing house. You'll have to expose them. It's the one shot you got.
0: Last week we talked about gravelly-voiced mm. scenes oh, like Ray Ben Ray Harris Winston. and uh, Liam Neeson chewing it up and run all night. Out. Uh, uh, I'm gonna give come uh, down, uh, down and everything, but that's <laughs> all Sean Penn and, and Ray <laughs> Winstone and every but all in this movie. movie. The whole movie is <sighs> really it's all down here. Yeah, nothing is really. Yeah. You, you, you get the take feeling nothing he, to the high register in this. He's
3: whole movie. got a mortgage due. 'Cause when has he done an action movie like this? This is so not him, right? This is I don't know how action y it is. I was thought
1: the same thought. Yeah. But this might be a lot more political and, you know... Yeah, um, I'm gonna,
0: we're, Karen I mean, and I like saw it, and we're going to review yeah, it ooh, we saw later in the oh. show. We're yep. going to tell you our thoughts. But oh. it is, there is a whole humanitarian angle oh, okay. on it. Ah. It's the Sean Penn, it's the movie, the action
1: movie Sean Penn
0: should be in.
1: By the way, for anybody watching on uh, oh. Vimeo right now, Karen is uh, is videoing the show live. There's a live stream thing.
2: Yeah, it's new. It's all the rage. The kids are doing it at South by Southwest. All the kids are doing All the kids, doing the kids are doing it. It's called Meerkat. Yeah. So we're meerkatting. And right now we got a couple of people watching. Uh, this guy here Joe Gio. Hi, Joe. He is, he's been watching since we started this nonsense a little bit ago. Uh, And then we got this guy, Martino, and he's an associate creative director, so he knows good stuff. Martino knows his shit. He's still watching. Thank God, Martino. Maybe he forgot to turn it off. And then somebody who doesn't even have their picture up its just that egg you get when you join Twitter. Hmm. Mario.
1: Hmm. Oh, he has no profile picture.
2: No profile. Mario's just watching. And it's even creepier because we don't know what he looks like.
1: Yeah, right? I don't know if you're on this. Wednesday nights is, is when we do is when we record the show. Is we it get
3: an
0: up...
1: egg or a bird? It's a little egg. See? It's an egg that an will egg? hatch into a bird and tweet. See oh. what they, <laughs> oh, See what they did? That's... Now I get the internet. What? I'm not making what? that up.
2: <laughs> and they can write little notes and stuff if they want. So oh, encourage okay. yourself Meerkat. to do this. Encourage yourself. Encourage yourself. Say, let's do this. Is, is
1: Meerkat the new Ello? Is it the new four Square? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's
2: free. And oh, somebody joined us.
1: Meerkat. Let's welcome Meerkat.
2: Michael J Gallagher. He's got a hot chick with him on there. This picture
1: too. I'm Gallagher. I'm mad as hell. Oh wait! A minute. I'm oh, sorry. oh
0: uh-oh. we know what that music means. It's so so the guys sorry. watching us on Meerkat who can't hear it. It means we've made an error. It happens. I think it's important to admit we've messed up and. I'm sure many of you us? incorrectly get all your movie news from <laughs> us. So uh, so we throw things to Bart, and Bart can then lead us through
3: this week's retraction.
0: retraction. Retraction!
3: Well, Paul, if you're a regular listener to the movie, guys, and quite frankly, who isn't,
2: <laughs> then you know that
3: first and foremost, we are journalists. Yes. Then entertainers. Then Comedians, then showmen, and then certified CPR specialists. (laughs) If there's time. (laughs) Now, as journalists, we pride ourselves in getting the facts right. Absolutely. But as Paul mentioned, unfortunately, once in a great, great while, we do make mistakes. Dear God, no. Dear God, yes. For example, (laughs) two weeks ago, we were talking about the all-British actors in the second-best Marigold Hotel. The
0: second best exotic
3: exotic. Marigold I'm sorry. The second best exotic marigold hotel
0: god forbid the, not the, just letters, your... the
1: letters we would get <laughs> <laughs> not just your regular marigold hotel that's right yeah. it's an exotic one
2: and well, not, not your one grand more budapest I'd have to <laughs> hotel. no no i'd have
1: to retract the retraction <laughs> <and I don't... laughs> in the middle of retractions Please. we have to retract we something. will we'll turn into some memento <laughs> craziness uh, <laughs> uh you know. i believe that's how it happens
2: but unfortunately <laughs> yes. i was
3: not the only one to make a mistake karen what was heard to say this
2: what did i say uh, judy dench yep i said uh, judy maggie smith very british yep
3: uh, Bill Nye, he, but not the science guy. He
2: he's there too. Uh, Benedict
3: Tuppence Governor Bollocks Cockfosters.
2: Ah, uh, unfortunately, he couldn't return because of a commitment to Furious Five.
3: Uh, oh, I bet that's spoiled. Yeah, word. it hurts oh, to hear it now, right? Cute. It hurts to hear. Karen, what have oh. we what have we discussed? I, it's no errors. the reading of numbers.
2: Yeah. It's hard. This,
3: of course, is incorrect. Benedict yes. Tuppence Governor Bollocks <laughs> cockfos- Cockfosters.
2: Easy for you to say.
3: It is. He did not appear in Fast and the Furious 5. That was just flat-out wrong. It turns out it was actually Sir Wentworth Buggery Nottingham Scone (laughs) that appeared in Fast and the Furious 5, and it was actually Benedict Tuppence Governor Bullock's Cockfosters who appeared in Fast and the Furious 7. So... Our apologies to our listeners. You I'm can sure see where I got
2: those confused. Uh, you know,
3: I don't think that was the issue. I think what the do you issue mean? was actually. Actually, it was said- a common mistake. We've we've all made it one time or another in our lives. But nonetheless, <laughs> we feel compelled to set the record straight <laughs> and offer our sincere apologies. <laughs> okay, great. Now, that's I, I out of the way. Sorry. On to the next one. I'm phone. sorry, Paul. There is oh actually more. Many- uh, another retraction? Yes, Paul. Another retraction. And this one was a grave error, made, oh. unfortunately, <laughs> by our guest, oh, no. superstar, all-around good guy, Jamie Kennedy, oh, last yes. week, and unfortunately... Jamie Kennedy!
1: What'd he say? Star Hello? of
3: Stage and Scream. Yeah. Ah! ah!
1: Nailed it! So, uh, Who's gonna keep watching? Oh you God.
3: are. Who's gonna keep listening? You are. So, uh, we we hate to do this even to our guests, but Sorry. but so our horrible. integrity must be maintained. I have no idea if he's been on stage. Go ahead. I'm sure. Uh, he so, Paul, if you could go ahead and just play the clip uh, of what Mr. Kennedy said in error, absolutely.
2: Richard Mall. Oh. oh wow. Dickie
4: Di- Mall. Is he dead? Dickie I don't.
2: I think he I think died. So. Did he die? I think you know, know
4: did why? Richard oh, Mall died. You know why? I know because I think he died
3: underneath a woman.
2: Oh, good for him. I think he was <laughs> in the act,
3: and it was, she was really young, and he, she like literally effed him. him to death. Now, if you're going to be wrong about something, I think that would be the thing to be wrong about. <laughs> if, you're gonna, if, you, if your death is mis- erroneously uh, reported. But unfortunately, now a quick search of the Googles will reveal that Richard Mall is very much not dead. Oh. And then a further search of the Googles will reveal that he is also... Not having sex. So, uh, (laughs) again, our apologies to Mr. Maul and, of course, anyone who he's having sex with. All right. Great. Wonderful. That's it for retractions. Thank you, Bart. (laughs) Sorry, Paul. Paul, there is one more retraction. Really? Yes, of course. You've heard this bit before. We always do three. (laughs) Rule of threes. (laughs) Look it up or take a class. Get get with the program. (laughs) We did. You're right. What was I thinking? (laughs) You weren't thinking, Paul. Finally, as you recall, I was heard to comment last week that Buster Keaton, of all people, had made an appearance on Candid Camera, the old TV prank show from the 60s. And here, Paul, if you will, is what I said. This is Candid Camera Request
0: Night. Oh, wait, actually, I have the clip here. Oh, what? I have the clip
3: here. Oh, okay. This is Candid Camera Request Night. In our first piece tonight, uh, you know the star Buster Keaton. Oh, there you go. The great Mm -hmm. pantomimist. uh, The silent movie days. Uh, Buster had a routine in pantomime. Uh, which he used on the stage and in the movies, and when you saw it, you died laughing. It's the most amazing thing to watch. Here he is
0: now. Oh, wow. Well, Bart, I looked this up. Turns out Buster Keaton there, he did appear on candid camera, so <laughs> that isn't a retraction at all, actually, but you were right.
3: I know, Paul. I just wanted everyone to hear you say that I was right.
0: <laughs> retraction! All right, enough of your stupid readers. That was dumb. That was so dumb. We have movies to get to. Right, our right. first one is called Insurgent. <laughs> Technically, the second Divergent movie, making it Divergent Insurgent. Mm. The best sci-fi movie sequel title since Gattaca Schmatica.
1: <laughs>
0: Adam, let's preview
1: <laughs> We last left the Divergent series with the first movie, Divergent. Divergent. Children were being mistreated by mean old parents who just didn't understand them. What is the appeal of these young adult movies again? <laughs> in the city of Futurtopia, actually it's Chicago, but
0: what fun is <laughs> what that? What fun really? is there in that? Uh, children are divided into classes by their talents and abilities. The ones who are good at sports are admired, revered, and given more opportunities. Those who don't fit in are forced into band and theater. <laughs> Wait a second. At some point, I think I just started describing middle school. <laughs>
1: But those unclassifiable, super special, super amazing 20-year-olds whose genius is extra misunderstood by adults are called hipsters. Oh, no, wait. I read that wrong.
0: They're (laughs) called divergent. Ah, Uh, There's no real need to sum up the plot. You've seen one of these. She's the chosen one. The last hope to organize a rebellion and liberate all of mankind. (laughs) Womankind, too, I
1: assume, if that metaphor is to hold. In future Atropolis... Citizens are divided into five factions based on their personalities. The town of Amity is for the peaceful, Candor for the honest, Dauntless for the brave, Obtuse for the stupid, Whiff for the flatulent, Turgid for those who get a boner in gym. Actually, I might be making these up at this point. Basically,
0: Triss is the leader of the Uses who must fight the Thems. Ah! But only after forming is. an alliance with those others over there. <laughs>
1: The movie stars Shailene Woodley as Jennifer Lawrence playing Katniss Everdeen as Triss. The film also features Academy Award winners Kate Winslet and Octavia Spencer. Academy Award nominee Naomi Watts, Golden Globe nominee Ashley Judd, and MTV Movie Awards nominee for best shirtless performance for performance Ansel Elgort. We're so
0: sorry. Ansel so sorry. So sorry I, don't why, I don't know why he gets his own theme, but that's <laughs> Woodley and Elgort were recently seen in the non-shooty-uppy young adult movie, The Fault in Our Stars, oh, where man. the only oppressive regime they had to fight against was human frailty. Perhaps the most
1: oppressive regime of all. Sad emoticon. <laughs> Divergent movie. The filmmakers made a movie that looked like The Hunger Games. With their follow-up, they're making a movie with a title that simply sounds like the movie they made that looked like The Hunger Games. Confused?
0: Well, that's what they're hoping for. Mm -hmm. You might as well go see this movie. After all, it might be another Hunger Games
1: movie. Who knows? We don't. (laughs) But look for the requirement that future sequels rhyme their name with the previous movie. So perhaps the next one will be Divergent Resurgent. I don't know, right, let's go around the room. Anyone uh, What what look the next thing? Well, let's see. We had insurgent. How about outsurgent? Outsurgent. <laughs> Ooh, uh,
3: divergent surgeon, the medical drama. Ooh, How
2: about divergent good. urgent, the most suspenseful of the Ooh, series?
3: Absolutely. <laughs> Stop that. How about divergent detergent for those messy misadventures? <laughs> divergent regurgent in <laughs> oh. 3D. Oh. Oh. I personally am looking forward to divergent submergent. The whole thing takes place in a submarine. Mm.
2: How about divergent diverginated? A coming-of-age tale.
0: Oh, I a matter mm. of time. Oh, we'll have all of these. <laughs> And we're not far off from the truth because here is some rare audio of the book series author Veronica Roth naming the books in her franchise. Let's listen Ooh, right, i to this. This to rare.
2: You know, I'm coming up with a new series of books, and I'm trying to think of a new title. We'll
0: just uh, come up with it the way you came up with the other ones.
2: Oh my god, that's a great idea. Let me see. <laughs> wait a minute. Um, Insurge of fan of <laughs> Insurgent. Insurgent. <laughs> Well, there you go that's amazing so. it's so simple you know yeah, how it's mathematical up. sometimes these things write themselves
1: you know if it feels like these sci-fi young adult movies are sequels before you can even notice the first one and are trilogies before you can even seem to care you are not crazy or old the director of the first divergent movie neil berger had to be replaced by a new director for the sequel because and this is true. <laughs> he wasn't finished making the first one. <laughs> That's the Divergent series Insurgent. Bit of trivia. <laughs> As
0: opposed to the Divergent series Divergent. This is the Divergent series Insurgent. <laughs> and the next one is called Allegiant, which sounds like an antihistamine.
3: Mm-hmm. I get the over the counter allegiance. Shailene Woodley. <laughs> it's half as much. You take twice as many. It's kind of the same thing. I know, got prescription.
1: I'm taking the Shailene Woodley. The Shailene Woodley. <laughs> she was great in Fault in Our Stars, by the way. I
3: haven't seen a it.
0: movie that is like horribly pandering uh, yeah. in a lot of its filmmaking technique with you know cheeseball music and stuff and some, but in the middle of that, she's quite good. And I mean, I thought we probably all thought she was great in The Descendants, so she's yeah. in, you know, got she a great, great in career ahead of
1: her. Um, and and then now she's locked in the. I'm into the short movies. hair. She cut her hair for this one. She had short hair. In well, the, uh, you like the pixie thing. Oh, got, I like, like the pixie uh, thing.
3: cute. Yeah, she's very cute. But it's yeah. it, there's, there's this reveal even in the trailer where they like she reveals it like she's like angry like <laughs> short haired lesbian angry. <laughs> I'm getting whatever needs to be gotten. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when you need to get what needs to be gotten, short, short hair, hair is the way to go. <laughs> yeah, well, lesbian short hair. She's
0: punching. She's shooting. She's doing all that. Go with Shailene
1: Woodley. And then there's a scene where she fights herself.
2: Oh, well, of course. Is I there? saw that. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: Kate, oh like in Superman that? Three, is the other one like exactly got exactly like Superman. the other one have a goatee or like a dirtier uh, outfit? Or and I think there's some. Uh, I there's some <laughs> love a in this one. Goatee
3: Woodley. Some there's some loving in this one between her and Elgort. Oh, good. It's. About I don't time. know if they did they get it on in the first one. I don't know. Is it Elgort?
0: Not sure. Or is it the other guy? There's Ample's another guy who's actually the star. We just talk about Elgort
3: because. Oh, real. I think you're right. Who's the tall goofy dude?
0: I don't see these chillers, Four of them. That's true. Generally, Wait 20 minutes. And there's only three books, though.
3: So, Yeah. Well, but they'll divide
0: the last one into two. Oh, that's Because true. how many would you make? Oh, my God. So we can expect the Divergent series, yes. Allegiant, part one. Oh, yes. Allegiant Is it two. true
2: that the other guy is still making the movie?
1: It's true. That's well, a he true thing. He, he was wow. still making the first one when they started the second one, so he couldn't direct it. That's
2: it hadn't gone to theaters. Insanity.
1: Or been edited. No.
0: <laughs> Our guest, Scott Storm, who will come in later, works in the world of trailers. Oh, cool. And I so we questions. were talking last week about trailers with Jamie Kennedy, and we were telling him, oh, my God, all these trailers have nothing, all this trailer percussion. Da, 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 yeah. da, da, da. And he thought we were nuts. Like, you Did hear he, that? You listen? You I'm like, yes. if you stop that. for two seconds, yes, every trailer. Da, 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 da. Wow. Case in point Insurgent. <laughs>
2: Even dance
1: to it. I, even, I haven't looped it.
2: Oh, are you can't. You me? haven't looped it? I thought you made this.
1: Oh, you're right. Ah. This is the end of the trailer. I've seen this. Not one. done yet.
3: Still not done.
2: It's like a <laughs> rave. I feel like I need to be taking Jesus. ecstasy. Wow.
3: Enough. We're going over I have that questions for Mr. Storm. We have got to insane. know where this where this starts, how it starts, where it comes from. That comes clip from. was
0: dedicated to Jamie Kennedy. Okay.
2: Jeez, <laughs> when Jamie <laughs> walks in the room, yeah. you should hear that. I mean, uh, clearly
3: they, they, they catch on, but how do they begin? It's Maybe it's like a knock-knock joke. We just never know where they come from. They just all of a sudden know. exist. Transformers.
2: That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Kanye. Wow. Oh, well, let's get to our next movie, you which can really sing it.
0: everyone will be at this movie who's not going to Insurgent, pretty much. It's oh, sure. total counter programming.
3: <laughs> Who wants to help me preview it? Is it based on a book? <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I'm in. <laughs> Here we go. I just wanted everyone else to have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, jumped in, and nobody jumped in. No one jumped in. <laughs> but the
0: gunman. Nope. Actually, you know, the gunman with its simple title gives us a chance to play one of our favorite games.
2: Oh, yeah. Guess oh. what it's
0: about <laughs> the gunman. Karen, guess what it's
3: about?
2: Um, the George Zimmerman story.
3: I don't think we need to see that, Bart. Oh, is it propaganda film based on the NRA training video of the same name? Wishful thinking, yes. Adam.
2: Paul, The
1: Gunman is the first superhero movie of 2015, and it's the origin story where Sean Penn is bitten by a radioactive gun. Ooh. Gunman. Gunman.
2: A radioactive see? gun. <laughs> All right, well,
1: let's go. Mine up. makes the most sense.
2: I want to see yours, Also, I've seen this.
1: In- incorrect. I have IMDb
0: here. IMDb knows what's up. According to them, The Gunman is the story of a sniper on a mercenary assassination team who kills the Minister of Mines of the Congo. Hmm. His name is Terrier, and his successful kill shot forces him into hiding. Returning to the Congo years later, he becomes the target of a hit squad himself. Hmm. There are 38 words in that description, and over 20% of the words used refer to
3: killing, shooting, or assassination. Sign me up, Sean
4: Penn. Flowers and rainbows, pink marshmallows, big bright unicorns, Sean Penn.
3: Plays the sniper Jim Terrier, a man who's not only an incredible sniper, but also the winner of the least-threatening surname at sniper school.
0: After successfully assassinating a powerful
3: Congolese
0: politician, or is it Congolian?
1: San Diego rights. San Diego
3: Inn, San, San, San Diego San Diegon. San Diegans. Jim Terrier goes into hiding, adopting the name... Jerry Doxon to throw people off. (laughs) But when the organization that arranged the hit double-crosses Jim, that's when the gravitas really flies. Mm -hmm. As this movie already stars Sean Penn, but it also has... Idris Elba, Javier Bardem, Ooh. and Ray friggin' Winstone. Holy crap. Now, I don't know if the theater fire code will actually allow <laughs> that much gravitas. <laughs> you know what? Somebody
0: check before I waste a trip to the movies. <laughs> this is the first time Sean Penn has played a deadly assassin since killing our buzz at the Oscars.
3: <laughs> and hey, Paul, it looks like Idris Elba is playing a guy with a British accent.
0: Mm. No, that's actually Idris's natural speaking voice. Really?
3: Huh. Who knew?
0: Everyone. Everyone
3: actually knew that. Still, what range? (laughs) (laughs) Ray Winstone plays Stanley, a mentor to Jim. You know, it must be hard to follow advice full of quietly assured menace from a guy whose every syllable sounds like a threat. Did you know earlier in his career
0: Ray Winstone once made toilet paper? They had to take it off the market because it wouldn't
3: take shit off anyone. (laughs) Um, Now, The Gunman is the newest movie from the director of Taken, Pierre Morel. He once again brings his signature style—the style of where people get shot and things explode. The director of Taken. Whoa!
0: All right, then well, take this advice, Sean Penn. Don't answer the phone.
1: Jim, we have a surprise for you.
0: She's a remarkable woman. Jim. They've taken his girl. What did we just tell you? Well, you can pretty much guess where it goes from here. Hey! Everything, that's right. Everything gets all shooty and (laughs) exploding.
3: Penn's character sounds like one of those guys who's been in the game a long time and one day realizes he's done some bad things. He did some bad things. (laughs) When he thought he was helping. We thought we were helping. And some people would rather forget.
0: It never happened. That's the way you want to play it?
3: (laughs) But he's not going to let it go that easily,
0: right?
4: It's a movie, isn't it?
1: Hey,
0: go find out if Sean Penn's going to take anybody's shit.
3: So, has he finally entered the pantheon of of guys over 50 who are now tough guys? No. Well, he's been tough a lot. Yeah, but...
0: Some people are calling this like a Liam Neeson esque stretch to try and get that
3: audience in his late. Kevin Costner with Three Days to Kill, Liam Neeson with The Taken.
2: You know what? I think you're right. It's a stretch to try to get that to happen. And when you said Kevin Costner, you reminded me. That he doesn't succeed, much like Kevin Costner doesn't succeed. (laughs) I mean,
1: it's 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 like it's it's strange to have Liam Neeson be this uh, surefire action star, which Mm -hmm. he wasn't before Taken. But earlier in his career, he was Dark Man. He wasn't an episode of Miami Vice. Like I don't think Sean Penn has like kind of any of that, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Sean,
2: here's the thing. we Paul and yeah, I saw this, times, and can we talk about it now? Do you want to do? Go what you ahead, see? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Paul and I saw it, and it's not a bad movie, and it knows how to be a movie, and you feel like ah, you're good. watching it, and it's being it charges a movie. you twelve fifty. It knows yeah. how to be
3: a movie. <laughs> it, it
2: does things movies do. It's not disappointing in that respect, but there's moments where. You know, we call it being bumped out of a movie. Like when you see Oprah in a movie, you go, oh,
1: there's oh, Oprah. Oh, I'm <laughs> sitting in a
3: theater in seats. I <laughs> <Right>. forgot. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: You're not Sam in the movie. Alone wearing
3: a helmet in saving Private Ryan. He, right. He walks in with an army hat on. You're like, okay. You're like, that
2: hat doesn't fit. <laughs> that doesn't work. Him. <laughs> but what happens in the beginning of the movie is they show a lot of footage of Somalia, is it? Uh, Congo. The Congo. And so you get a really good taste. <laughs> we of got what that it, B-roll. You just yeah, know that was real you footage. You see the real footage. And then they kind of cut back and they do that thing where they come into the back lot and you can tell you're going back lot Uh. and you can tell that it's probably New York City street but they have some signs up that make it look like a different place. But then you see Sean Penn and then it actually bumps me the opposite direction because I go, oh, no, wait, this isn't the back lot. This is just Sean Penn walking around in some (laughs) other country getting ready to help poor people. (laughs) And then you go, wait, no, that's not Sean Penn. He's playing a character. Because so, we're so used to seeing Sean Penn in the Congo. Yeah.
3: Handing out Snickers a, and, and bottles and of Evian. And doing
2: him. what he does that all of a sudden you go... Oh, that's not a character. That's Sean
0: Penn. Oh, yeah. He's jacked up in this, though. He's ready for action.
1: Well, is it, are you mean, like, is he yeah, bulked physically? up and everything? Oh, yeah. He's ready to be an action guy? But oh, you know yeah.
2: who's really sexy and amazing and totally yummy? I'm
1: sitting right here, Karen.
2: Javier Bardem. Oh, yes. Of
1: course. And, and but can you second. understand a damn word he says in the trailer? I could I not. No. Know.
3: What's the line he gives? Jim, you're a target guy. Jim, you're a that's the most... Let like oh, the real it? hunt begin. Oh. Yeah, yeah, well, that
2: hunt, I understood. At the very beginning, there's this girl character who's adorable, by the way. And she's French, so she has to have the short, cute French hairdo. And um, the curly one, you know, that mm-hmm. it goes to here and just sticks out sideways. And Juliette Binoche. I don't think that's who this actress was, but that could have been. So I'll take
1: anyone it Juliette it. Binoche-like. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm Juliet fine Binoche's with all that Juliette Binoche-ness. And
2: Javier <laughs> Bardem <Harvey laughs> is just kind of like talking. <laughs> you're all sexy, and you think they're together, and you're like, oh my god, he's so cute. And then he's not. Oh, oh, he's not? No.
4: He's a bad pen? guy, right? He's a bad well, he's guy, a and bad he's so guy. sexy.
2: Yeah. And then he's, like, just so the ladies know, he's sexy in that I'm working hard, and I got, like, dirty clothes on sexy. Then later, he becomes more successful, and then he's got, like, sexy suits and stuff. So you get, like, all sorts of stuff. I sexy. can't keep
3: up with you women. What do you want?
2: Both. A dirty, dirty oh. <laughs>
1: suit. Since I don't want to have yeah. sex with Javier Bardem, can I go back to your previous point? What was that? Okay, the fact that Sean Penn takes you out of the movie. Yeah. However, I have to think part of the reason I'm going to this movie, and I just think this is something about going to movies. You know, I'm going to the movie to deliver something, and and that is that I just want to see Sean Penn do these things. Oh Ordinarily, yeah. Ordinarily, I'm not interested in Sean Penn, and yet I would like to be.
2: He does. I would these like things. him. To, yeah. Wow. You know, I
1: would like to be in a movie that I'd like him to be in a movie that interests me, and now he's in a movie from Pierre Morel, and I'm like, okay, he's got a big gun, and I see some things exploding, and the huge gravitas of the bad guy and the semi-bad guys. Like, the fact that the the casting of this movie is just gravelly voice, gravelly voice, gravelly voice, I'm like, okay, there's a thing going on here. I see what they're doing. I think I know how to watch this one. And I don't think it it, it needs Sean Penn to to blend into the background. I want to see him be Mr. Hard Gravel (laughs) (laughs) Gristle.
0: It's it's a humorless movie. Oh, It's it's a total (laughs) Sean Penn kind of thing that he would get involved because it's a whole humanitarian effort in Congo. That is a backdrop for this. You know, it's, it's... it's like uh, it's dirty, kind of like dirty one blood long, diamond type stuff. Okay. It's you kind
2: know. of like one long political Oscar speech.
0: Hmm. Which you would fast forward by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: But well, I think cool. he does a really good job at doing this kind of movie. And again, yeah. like I said, it, it is this movie.
0: It's a it mix because he also, when he resurfaces after all this double crossing...
1: He pretty much is bad news for everyone he comes
2: across. Okay,
0: you know, is like, he, does he
1: go on the run and he's the guy you don't want to mess with, and somebody messes with the wrong guy? No, no. Instead, it's like, holy shit, you're back!
3: I must, I'm probably going to die soon.
2: Yeah, you don't yeah. want him <laughs> yeah, to show like, up. You
3: know, just, that's I my I feel like it. It's, it's. He tries to get out, and they pull him back in. That, that, <laughs>
2: that you always like that. There is
3: there is great action
0: throughout it though, and it is amazing that they keep going back to these same guys when guys in their fifties want to kick ass again. You know, yeah. Morel
1: and came in and I Besson think I would have liked it better
2: with Liam Neeson. I like Um,
1: like, like like everything better with Liam Neeson. There's a moment in John Wick where, uh, if I could go back to John Wick, the best movie of last year perhaps at this point because I keep watching it. John Uh, Wick? John Wick? John Wick. John (laughs) Wick. So John Wick, uh, the son of this gigantic mobster, steals his car. And then when this gigantic mobster finds out who he stole his car from, Realizes like they're all dead. Like, yeah. it just there's a moment where he's like, "What? There's two Jedi like, in the building? We're out of here." Yeah, exactly, exactly, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, two Jedi? We're we're done. We're done. We're all done.
2: All anyway. right, John Wick.
1: John, John Wick. Wick.
2: I need to add it to my
0: absolutely. Movie all, right, all right, listen, we're gonna take a quick break, <laughs> ten seconds or so, and we'll be back with our guest, Scott Storm. Yay! Hang tight.
1: And the next full moon will bring an enchanted evening, I believe. Sorry, trying to work that back in.
0: And it is special guest time. This week we're joined by a guy who is in one of our favorite movies, Official Rejection, a documentary about film festivals, as it is his film, Ten Till Noon, that gets a lot of coverage in the movie as that movie surfs the waves of the film Festival Circuit. It's a great documentary if you haven't seen it. And now our guest is hitting the Festival Circuit again with a new animated short film called The Apple
4: Tree. It's Scott Storm, everybody. Yay. Thank you. Well, well, let's hope I'm going to be hitting the Festival Circuit because we have not been accepted anywhere yet.
0: Dope! Well, so. it's done. The movie's it's done. done. and the movie's it, done. It, that's next. And, and
4: that's you submitted and everything.
3: So. I'm surprised you haven't been accepted because I've seen this film. And if it's true that all films are based, or accepted or rejected because all they do is watch the first two or three minutes, you've got to take your film. You just the first three minutes are great. Thank you. You just want to keep watching.
0: And isn't that something that the official rejection sort of brought to light? Is that they're not watching the whole thing? Well,
4: it's 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 it, it depends. I've been a film festival programmer. I did it for two years, and it was my rule to watch everything because somebody. Poured their blood, sweat, and tears into this thing. You owe them that. But I watched a lot of people who just watched the first ten minutes and nah, eh, they threw it on the pile. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Did you but ever watch a movie where you kind of got the feeling that maybe there was some blood, not too much sweat, and definitely no tears in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah. eh, I didn't try that hard.
4: Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> this is
3: mostly sweat. There's no blood and tears in this one. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, so I t- appreciate
0: tell us about the apple tree. So when it gets out there in at a festival, who someone from a fest who might be listening to this sees a title, they go, "What's that movie?"
4: Well, yeah, it's a very simple title, and uh, I came up with it. I did some research on the internet, and it's like, oh, there's a bunch of short films with this title, but I can't think of anything else. It's what it's about. Um, and I actually started making it because it was taking so long to get another movie off the ground. And I'm like, okay, it's no- nothing that you haven't heard from before. Independent filmmakers, it, it, getting the money takes a while. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'd been, I was walking in the woods one day in my parents' uh, yard, in my parents' property. Uh, and I went a little bit further than I was supposed to. I started trespassing on someone else's, you know, uh, land. And I, I saw something in the distance. It was, a, it was a little apple tree. I usually think they're going to be out in a field somewhere, but it's in the woods. Uh, it's growing. It looks a little bit gnarled, and it's all covered with junk, and people have slashed the trunk and just left trash everywhere. And it still had a little fruit on it, and I'm like, this is just – it just upset me because I'm, I'm very enmi- environmentally conscious. I'm from the uh, northeast I was going to say, where are you from? Yeah, from Albany, New York.
2: No kidding. Actually, oh I was I was actually
4: born here in L.A., but my parents hated it so much they left when I was an yeah, infant. I'm from, well, o, I'm from Oneonta. I have the there opposite story. Yeah, I'm
2: from Jamestown, New York. There you go. Either
0: way, <laughs> that is well represented, yeah. and we know that that's what that
4: looks I like. I totally, could, mm.
2: that I completely got behind that immediately. I went, oh my gosh, it looks like home.
4: Yeah, mo- most of the reference material came from the Catskill region. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. that's where my, uh, my Those, best friend grew up.
2: It looked exactly like that, and there's a lot of maple trees and trees that you don't get out here, oaks and stuff.
4: Yeah, yeah. So this was just an idea. I said this would make a cool little animated short, you know, it's something that I used to do a lot of when I was younger. But when I started making this, I hadn't animated in 20 years. So I just sort of.
0: Oh, so you you had done it before.
4: Yeah, way back when uh, in college, I did a little bit of it. I took one course and then uh, interesting story. um, Brian Singer, who you've all heard of. Yeah. uh, Yeah. When he first moved out here, he directed a corporate video. And he said, I need some animation. Is that something you know how to do? I'm like, oh, sure. But this is still the days of cells where you actually had to draw on the yeah. acetate, turn it over, and paint on the back. And I said, sure, I'll do it. And uh, I did it. And it came out really cool. But it was so much hard work. And I almost quit several times because hmm. you're shooting on these big Oxberry cameras and – uh, at one point, the guy who shot it for me did it wrong oh. and then uh, came back from Brian's assistant. Uh, there's a hair in the gate. There's hair. You have to oh. shoot it again. And I just spent three days shooting it. Oh, wow. and, and you have to take these piles of cells. You have to go and you have to do it again on film. It was horrible. And after, when, when it was done, I said, Brian, I'm glad you like it and I'm never going to do this again. Please <laughs> don't ever ask me to do this again. Wow. So that was pretty much the last time until official rejection came
0: Yeah, because I look at your the films that uh, I've seen, official rejection documentary, and you produced that? Official
4: uh, Projection. Uh, I was a reluctant star, co-producer, and animator. Co-producer,
0: and uh, and then Ten Till Noon. I have not seen, but our uh, Justin Bowler, uh, one of the great movie guys from our website, reviewed mm-hmm. it, and it's on movieguys.net You can go read the review. I haven't checked it out, but it's an it's a crime thriller. Yes. So none of this led to me like, and then uh, we run shit as another documentary. So none of this led <laughs> like time for an animated movie, and so when you did, I was I wasn't wondering if you had any of that in your background.
4: Uh yeah yeah just it's something I always loved. I started with clay actually. Uh, And then uh, when I started taking the courses, I said, oh, I like to draw. I was a big Disney uh, movie fan, and Ralph Bakshi was uh, a big influence early on because I fell in love with Fritz the Cat and Wizards. I saw the same summer I saw Star Wars. I saw Wizards. I'm like, this is cool. (laughs) X-rated cartoons. (laughs) So uh, how can you not like that? But of course, you know, it's it's just uh, something I've always wanted to do. And I did it more as a hobby. I didn't really want to do it professionally because I knew how much hard work it was. And uh, I knew a few people who had tried to go through the Disney route and how hard it is to get in there and what they put you through. Um, And I'm like, ah, I I really like working with people. So I I took the live action route for a few years.
0: And you were working with, and apparently you have a long friendship with Joe Kramer, Mm -hmm. friend of the show, who came on our show last year um, when he was working on Favor. Mm -hmm. Another film that uh, uh, another friend, Paul Osborne, was working on. And... um, He did the music. I want to play a little clip of music from the apple tree uh, of Joe Kramer. Hmm. Because there really isn't a clip to play. Not a lot of dialogue in this.
4: Nope. There's a couple of notes to read, but that was the challenge. I wanted to tell a story completely with visuals and sound. And also, I was too damn lazy to try to have characters talk, so. <laughs> and it's really hard to do that, and I never quite learned how to do those timings, you know, with exposure sheets and everything. So I'm like, I'm going to try to do it with no dialogue and see if it comes off. So hmm. And I, how did
0: Joe get all this scored? Did he a big scoring booth, or just one of those it out at home type things? I actually,
4: I worked with him st- specifically over the internet. I never even saw his face. I had a, we had a beer. He's a very busy guy. Oh yeah. Uh, and he had just had a baby uh, a year ago or so, uh, a year or so ago, and uh, we did it all over email. I, I met with him, uh, we had a drink at a favorite British pub, and then I and saw And got him, this. And I got this, yeah. So cool. He has scored so every good. movie I've ever made since 1985. Mm-hmm.
3: He's so good. I yeah. do actually have a question about, um, to go back real quickly to the animation, first of all, the sound design, the, sound mu- the music is great. The ambient sound is also wonderful in this. It's, it draws you in so much to the story. And I love the fact that there was no dialogue. But back to the animation, the choices that you've made, Um, one of the problems or the things that I don't like about animation is when they add extemporaneous movement to a character, or they do things that feels like they're trying to make it more natural, but it ends up feeling less natural, Mm -hmm. and for those of you watching at home, it's this movement where somebody turns to look at you, and instead of just turning and looking, they kind of draw their head back and then they do this ab- yeah. it, now you want to see that poses. you want to yes. see
0: that done uh, jar jar bakes exactly <laughs> yeah, CGI is
3: right. the worst at that but here's CGI the thing, is the worst Scott, you had a couple moments of that that actually worked and and I don't know if you've made choices like that to do that or if there was something about the process of animation but there was one moment in particular that I thought was really well done uh, the the character of the young boy is holding a ring and he drops the ring and it it stays there just for a second before mm-hmm. gravity takes it over and then it hits the desk. And it's such a dramatic mm-hmm. moment. I don't know mm-hmm. if that was the result of a direction you had or if you said, well, the animation isn't quick enough or if that was just
4: a part of the process. Uh, I kind of just made it up as I went along. <laughs> and it's well all, done. And it's all about the spacing I'll of stop talking and though. stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Scott, where were you a half hour ago when we wanted him to stop talking? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the, no, but that's a good point. When you told me watch the film, you said, let it breathe. And I think that's oh. a good uh, a, a good way the to
3: watch. The exchange this film. between the little boy and the little girl through the window is just brilliant. Yeah. I just love that. Oh, scene. Oh,
4: thank you. I, I actually I said that because uh, the night before I had spoken to someone and they said, "Oh my God, I love your movie." Uh, my wife, on the other hand, was bored, and she had a hard time getting into it. And it kind of took its time. And I'm like. Okay, uh, <laughs> it's it's very European. Well, it's coming basic. off a
0: wreck at Ralph, you know. It's like calm down
4: <laughs> yeah. and, and
1: enjoy this lovely
4: and story.
0: Can yeah, we describe
1: the, the the plot uh, to the audience? Because we're talking about certain moments, and I and oh sure, and you can do whatever just so, like. But what, just so, you like. just so take it up, so we know we don't say just too much. so they know how this all adds up. Like moments, like he's saying there.
4: Uh, you want me to t- tell what the story is?
1: Yeah. Oh, well, just for anybody who hasn't seen it.
4: Again, it's I'm, I try to I, I tend to be long-winded. It's about a young boy. He's uh he's very destitute. He's often left on his own, kind of a latchkey kid. And his favorite place to escape to is is the woods out back. That's kind of how I grew up. And uh, I had this actually experience with my uh, my best friend. We were much older though, but we had a, a a space in the woods that we kind of made. We built stuff. We built a stone throne and stuff like that when we were kids. And then we went away to college, and he called me, and he goes, uh, I have bad news. We have a dead friend. I'm like, who died? What? What? He says, no, no. Some kids came in and completely destroyed our area. And uh, we don't know where uh. they came from. They just came in. They ruined it. And I suppose that might have been another seed of the idea. But anyway, this this kid, he goes to the woods. He loves to be there. And while he's in there, he comes upon uh, the apple tree, which has been mm. vandalized. And there's a fire burning. There's trash. is broken stuff everywhere. And he basically... Decides he's going to clean all this up, come hell or high water, and just whatever happens happens. And unfortunately, some bad things do happen. Hmm. Yeah, which we won't
0: mention. because okay. you watch it from there.
2: Cool. Yeah. Now, and uh... Sean Penn shows up and, and, and shoots me out, <laughs> out of the movie. Turns
0: out he's gay. Uh- <laughs> 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 but Oprah Winfrey comes in. And <laughs> Oprah. <laughs> um, yes. So, but let's go. Let's talk about movies Everybody. that inspired you, because we ask this of every guest: What is your favorite movie of all time? I
4: have two.
2: Oh, good.
1: Is that right? Mm-hmm. That is absolutely mm-hmm. one is Every,
0: one. Th- every it's, it's, it's only a rule now, it seems, that you break the rule right away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, <I'm
4: laughs> from sorry. everybody who comes in. So. Yeah, because it's the, and a lot, a lot of people who know me are going to say, you changed it. But now I've, I've noticed I, I was in my studio, which is a tiny little room across the hall from my condo, where I do all my work, and I look, what are the two movie posters in this room? Ooh. So The Duelists, which is Ooh. Ridley Scott's very first film, one of Never the most beautiful it. films, yeah. and Watership Down.
1: Uh-huh.
4: As an animated. Okay, I haven't seen either of those. Ooh. I can't believe I didn't grow up with Watership
1: Down and never saw it. I saw it in a theater, but I haven't seen since, I although mean, it is on Hulu. Because I wanted to rewatch it. It, it, it mean, just showed up on Hulu.
4: I was, what was I? It was 1978. That would make me 12. And I'm like, I'm watching rabbits that are murdering each other. <laughs> and there's blood everywhere. And I think it's so cool. But that's not, I mean, that's my 12-year-old self. But you look at the story The guy who liked wizards. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but, but it's also, you know, uh, a, a band of brothers, shall we say, who are being threatened by an outside force. They have to get out of there. They have to get, find a new place to live. They need to, pro, you know. Oh, my have,
2: God, it's just like Walking Dead.
4: Yeah, it, it's, it's almost like that. But it's, it's all the famous British actors are voicing the characters, most of who, unfortunately, passed away. Um, the best music score I have ever heard. Mm. Oh, wow. Who's the yeah.
1: animator of The Watership Down?
4: Uh, there are so many animators. The, dir- the director is a guy who worked in advertising and decided he wanted to direct... Yeah. And so he had all the money, and he went and hired the English crew. But he's an American guy. I mean, it's on it's on the DVD. There's a there's a special feature, and he's talking. He goes, "I didn't know what I was doing. I'd never directed. <laughs> yeah. I just figured." And he's made one of my favorite films That's of all. Time. There's
1: going back to wizards. I, 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 there's something so cool about that 70s era of animators. The very first, because nobody would even try and be Disney. I mean, people thought Disney was insane yeah. the entire time until Disney was a 20 year proven commodity. And then all these independent people. There's Ralph Bakshi. There. Uh, mm-hmm. There's, um, who did Wizards? Oh, yes. well, that's actually, um, Don Bluth. And mm-hmm. and then some of these other, you know, animation, I mean, Saturday morning cartoons started to become a thing and independent people like the, that started making like the, uh, um, I can't remember some of the names, but uh, um, and Lou Scheimer and, and uh, whatever uh, those animators, do you know that? A- anyway. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's but it's so cool. It's the first era that was like, oh, well, we could do this. Like it became, animation became democratized. Anyway, mm-hmm. a little geeky. There for
4: a second, but yeah.
1: uh, so that's yeah. Does that put me in movie jail? We always bring oh, a movie jail. I know uh,
0: a lot image. of people. If you haven't uh, seen this or that movie, no, you're in movie it,
4: jail. It, they, they just happened. That's just the truthful answer. That me for years, my favorite movie was Lawrence of Arabia. And mm. that had a very profound effect on me when I was younger. But And I and I loved it even before I knew that Spielberg decided to be a director because he saw that. <laughs> I had no idea. But uh, over the years, I've, I've kind of changed. In the past 10 years or so, it's been those two movies I keep going back to again and again and again.
1: God, I've always wanted to see The Duelists because I'm such a Ridley Scott fan. And it's just, so, the, and, you know, the, it, that first film when people are trying to prove themselves, you know, Ridley Scott's like really trying to prove himself with that one.
4: I have a, a, a quick... A uh, cool story about that. I was at Sloan House, which is the, uh, it was our dorms for the School of Visual Arts. It's where I met Brian Singer in 85. Wow. Is that in New York? It's in New York. York. It's on 34th Street and 9th Avenue. And there was a strange guy staying in the hotel. And then Brian knocked on my door one day and he goes, dude, that's High Pike from Blade Runner. He's got one scene. <laughs> he's got one scene in Blade Runner. Uh, when Harrison Ford's talking to him. He goes, hey, give him one on the house. He's a small, short guy. And he's there. And he starts hanging out with us. We're shooting stupid student film crap with him. He's a really nice guy. And, uh, and he, of course, knew Ridley. And I go, oh, did you ever see The Duelist? He's like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, no, it's it's his very first movie that he made as a director. He goes, oh, okay. So we have these little dorm rooms, which are, I don't know, five foot by five foot little boxes. And we all crowd in there to watch The Duelist. And it's over. And, of course, I'm sitting there with tears in my eyes because it's got one of the most amazing final shots in any movie you will ever see. Mm. And there's no computers. It's just, and really talks about how they got that shot on the DVD. Mm. But <laughs> High Pike turns to me and he goes, that was a beautiful and awful fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, again, it's not everyone's taste. It, it takes its time. But it, the story about two guys who fight each other across years and years and years from young men to old men, they always get together, try to kill each other. <laughs> Set in the Napoleonic era, huh. it's just great. If you can get past Harvey Keitel, if you can get past Harvey Keitel and Keith Carradine playing Frenchmen <laughs> uh, <laughs> with no accent, you're this fine. sounds
2: like your kind of movie. Bart.
3: Absolutely, I, Charlton Heston as a Mexican.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a great movie, and it's not and it's not too long either. It's it's, it's, it's terrific. Do you
0: have yeah. a movie jail movie? A movie, jail movie. So have one that you haven't seen, and so you should go right to. That movie is jail. like a crime
4: like that you haven't Casablanca. seen. It's such a classic. Uh, uh, up you know. until a few years ago, it was gone with the wind. I'd never. Oh, seen oh it. that is. I have never yeah. seen Big it. Big movie, jail. Mm. I I can't. Penitentiary. Think of one, honestly. I've. Oh, look I, at you. Sorry. Well, yeah. Although this year you wouldn't, because I was trying to finish the apple tree. This is the first year I didn't see anything in the theater at all.
0: Oh. Johnny Be Good with Anthony Michael Hall. Movie uh, jail, jail.
4: seen that? Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, jail. no. And no. I don't know. Cats? that's not even probation. <laughs> okay. that's
3: a moving.
4: Oh, one thing. One thing will put me in movie jail. My absolute oh. hatred of romancing the stone.
3: Oh, oh. society. Oh. I think it's one of the worst movies ever made. Hatred. I hated it it I might
4: be. Hate it. Hatred. I got
2: that confused with Joe versus a volcano, which I love. So I thought oh. Every, oh. I, never mind. I thought
4: every funny moment <laughs> was not funny. Uh, I thought it was poorly directed. That alligator was ridiculous. I just hated it. He <laughs> Through the alligator, <laughs> Brian the Bryan bus. Singer and I would get an argument over it because he loved it. And I'm like, you're an idiot! No, you're an idiot! You know, we
1: need to come up with a duel. name for that.
4: Yep. Duel. Yeah, duel. Duel. <laughs> duel. I know a lot of people who profess to be film geeks and who haven't seen Duel. Now that's oh, bad. I love Duel. Yeah, that's it.
1: assholes. You guys. Oh, Paul, have you not seen I've Duel? Not seen we, duel. Seen we are seen duel. sitting There's down too many and many watching movies. this. I bet you haven't seen Superman Returns either. There's only one first Steven Spielberg movie.
0: That and you haven't dual. seen, and uh, it's dual. Listen, I had to go see uh, the gunman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. And so, so what, it, going around, is there a movie you hate? Like to hear this hate of *Romancing the Stone*. Like, I like. I I hate *Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull*. Probably not too much of a surprise. Though. Problem child.
1: <laughs> You I, hate I, that movie? Oh, I hate that movie. hate it? Uh, uh, Problem Child and Reality Bites. I hate that You hate, movie. Reality hate Reality Bites? I hate Reality Bites. I try to give That's it a
4: chance. It's one of my wife's favorite movies.
1: It's a, it's amazing. I try and give it a chance every couple years, and I can't get five minutes into I don't know why. I hate the time. And I love Ben Stiller. At the time, I was a fan of Ben Stiller. The idea of him as a director. Winona Ryder's the most beautiful creature that exists on Earth. It's He's got all of the the Ben Stiller show castes on in, that.
0: Uh, and she's in like,
1: Tank Tops? Oh, and she's, she's in perfect mode. This is what pisses me off, and this is why I keep going to it. But I don't know why the
3: tone of that movie, I'm just like,
1: ah, shut up. I, just, I don't know, just so in- self-indulgent.
3: As you might know, or suspect, many movies I hate, but Dazed and Confused is one of them. Drives really? me nuts. I've said it before, I'll say it again. It we should looks watch like it in New Beverly. Looks like it was made by a guy who was told what the 70s looked like. But didn't actually live through the seventies. This is what he thinks the seventies look like. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: except except he did go to school in exactly that year and graduated in exactly that year, (laughs) which is even more. frustrating. It really kind of blows that theory because he got it wrong.
3: I think I he was not paying attention.
2: I think I hate Divergent. Oh, yes? <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I haven't seen <laughs> it but,
3: but i got a good feeling. i got oh, I also, a good
2: feeling about hating it.
0: I also hate Amore, that movie that oh. won Best Foreign oh. Film. In Wait, years. Oh. you hate that
2: book movie, the, the Reader.
0: Oh, The Reader is <laughs> bullshit. Oh, The Reader. <laughs> summersby. Oh. Summersby? Summersby. Hated it. Hated, it. Hated Summersby. That's a bad
4: Gier? remake.
3: Richard Gere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah threw my hat at the screen. You know, the I've never seen The Return
1: of Richard Gere. The Intouchables. <laughs> I hate that it's named sounds so much like the untouchables yeah. and that it's just about a guy that cares for a guy for a wheelchair for a year. First of all, there's right? no the and it's intouchable <laughs> intouchable <laughs> And I saw it twice. That's That's one I hint- saw, that one I saw twice. Is it I worth l- seeing twice? I loved it. Yeah, It's great oh, actually. Okay. yeah. I, it's just a guy that takes care you, of a guy for you, a year, right? You have
0: every right to fucking okay. just sit in the distance and hate the title. <laughs> I don't know. I hate that <laughs> title. You,
1: you don't have to call it that. There's a movie called The Untouchables. Whatever. (laughs) I think
2: I hate Ghostbusters 3. You
0: no. should, you will.
2: Well, I will. right? There isn't you one. Will.
0: I think the new one's going to be called Ghostbusters because it's a reboot.
2: Oh, oh I hate that, then. Yeah. Boy, that's going to get hard because then when I want to say, God, I hate Ghostbusters. I mean, it hurts. What about my body the Channing Tatum one? They're making that. a Channing Tatum one. I want to say I, I love Ghostbusters, yeah. but I can't say that anymore because then I, people think I like the new Ghostbusters. It's so confusing.
1: It's going to be a whole Marvel-like uh, world. Yes, which goes back to my. I made this point for five years on this thing. What? That Ghostbusters is such a bigger concept. It is the equivalent of there being two things called Star Trek total. <laughs> you know, there's two Ghostbusters movies that is a gigantic sci fi concepts. So I actually yeah. agree with them making a Channing Tatum version and an all make female a version. Bunch and because and, uh, then it will yes.
2: kind of water down my fear of it being bad. They made a hundred of the yeah. Saturday morning cartoons. making them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and Eventually something will be good. About 50% of those are pretty good, yeah. like sci fi concepts. Anyway. Sorry, sorry, Scott. Yeah, we anyway. got off topic there. Sorry. <laughs> it's so entertaining. Well, the
4: I honestly I don't don't
0: care. It's fine. It's it's all touched the nerve of the romancing a stone bullshit. Um,. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, speaking of Joe Kramer, who was uh, involved in your film, I want to talk about something called the Movie Guys Bump.
2: Oh,
0: yes. We goofed around with this a little bit. Oh, hey, Movie Guys Bump. Uh, hi, you know, as so you were on our show, Movie Guy. I see huge things for the apple tree, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> we have had a, 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 quite the string of Movie Guys Bumps for folks who have been on our show. As soon yeah. as people
2: show up. Great things happen within a week. Two days later, yeah. Ike Barinholtz
0: was on Harold Howard Stern. Yeah. yeah. And now, boom, he's in a Tina and Amy Poehler movie. Yep, Yeah. As if they're a couple,
1: right. and then uh,
0: Heath Corson on our show last year gets the first nod to write his own uh, DC comic. Yep. Yeah. So um, that's Pete cool. Pete Gardner was on our show, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody saw him. I think with William Shatner yep. had his arm around him on TV, and he's in
3: a juicy fruit commercial.
0: And there you go.
3: And um, he wasn't booking any
0: commercials before <laughs> no, he was on no. our show.
2: <laughs> that is, that is at least quadrupled by the time
0: Ross Marquand up. comes on here, right? starts doing impersonations and stuff. Walking Boom. Dead. Walking Boom. Dead. Boom. Boom. I, <laughs> um, I certainly <laughs> hope it runs off him.
3: I think it was Matt Craig. He's He's been like promoted through the ranks over at that uh, Superman comic book animation thing. The Warner Brothers deal. Warner Brothers deal. Yeah. He's already a producer. Boom. Uh, Mark Boom.
0: Povinelli comes on our show, starts talking about his career. Mad Dogs, uh, Amazon pilot gets picked up. <laughs> 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 David Krumholtz. Uh David Krumholtz uh, was... Uh, on our show, he's next thing yeah. you know, he's in The Judge. Now he's in Newcomb Brothers movie. Yeah. Yeah. Movie Guys Bump, Grace and Corbett, Grace McPhillips and Corbett Lunsford. We're on our show mm-hmm. talking about their short film, Con Film Festival. Right. You're on here talking about your short film?
3: Get hey, ready. Hey, what, get happened
1: ready. To, what happened to Jamie Kennedy
2: Jamie this week? Kennedy. Uh, uh, Jamie Kennedy. Jamie like Kennedy. The day on our show. after. Got Two got days It's lead.
0: NBC pilot. NBC, NBC
1: pilot. Did he yeah. get it? Yeah, he got yeah. the lead. Well, the pilot. And but back pilot. in you know, January.
3: He had the audition literally the day after he left. Right? He said, I can't go have uh, snacky snacks with you because I got an audition tomorrow for so, a pilot. Right? It was that one.
2: Holy shit. Oh. Yeah. Get excited. Wrong, get he ready. still had
1: some movie guys on him uh-huh. when he went there an audition. They smelled it. Oh hey! I certainly hope it's true. When's it gonna work out for us, guys? I know. <laughs> <laughs> One, of us. Know One of us has to leave the zero. show.
0: <laughs> JP Manu on our show in January, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> what happened then? He he, he did got, pretty well. He got, got arrested in Toronto. Oh. But oh. other well, than that, right. most everyone else, <laughs> right. movie guys, bumps. All right. Well, that is the movie guys dump. Sometimes <laughs> it happens.
0: <laughs> if that's <laughs> that, I don't think that's a segment because every once in a while we'll check in and see who's getting. It's gonna be a segment. I think a segment that will be on our show here. And I don't know. You you've met Tom Cruise, haven't you?
4: Yes, oh, oh,
3: can I touch you?
4: <laughs> uh, he's a great guy. I was actually invited to a private screening of Valkyrie. Had no idea. He said, "Just be at this address." Blah 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 blah. It's over on Seward. It's some laser Pacific something. Hmm. Uh, and I'm walking. I'm with my wife, and we're sitting there. There's nobody there, and we're just sitting in the waiting room. And all of a sudden, Tom Cruise walks. Oh! And really? he introduces oh, my God. himself to you uh, with Kate, with his oh. then wife, Katie, oh. and uh, whom my my wife adores, because she's a Dawson's Creek fan and all that. Uh, and I'm like head, head, head. <laughs> And then Brian shows up. And he's just the nicest guy. He has a firm handshake. He looks you in the eye. Oh, he cares no. about Don't. what you think. Can't wait. He asked what well, thought about his movie oh, and everything. Geez. And then uh, an hour, he goes, well, "We can't start the movie. I'm waiting for a friend." I'm like, "Okay." And it was Will Smith. No. Oh. <laughs> Why he, wouldn't it be Will Smith? Yeah. He and Jada walked in about an hour later. I'm like, yes. "This is just..." <laughs> so it was. Uh, it was an interesting. Wait a
3: minute. Go. Will Smith made Tom Cruise wait.
4: He was in traffic. <laughs> to Adam's
3: point though, he did
4: I've seen Tom that Cruise movie. probably did None come up it.
0: and go uh, hey Tom Cruise, right? Like you wouldn't know did he do that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he uh, said Tom. Hi, he's he's, said Tom. I'm, hey. Tom. Hey, I'm Tom. Yeah, I'm Tom the most famous—that's the Paula Tompkins line. Hi, the most famous person in the world. Yeah. Tom was it? I hear it's—I hear it's helpful to say a name right after you've gotten it to help you remember it.
4: <laughs> yeah, I thought he was a really great guy. He was, he was, you know why? Totally demystified the uh, he celebrity is. thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, Lee
1: is
0: the world's biggest Tom Cruise fan. So yeah. let's get a little something we like to call. Or we're like we're going to start calling yes. cruise
1: news, and we'll have a theme at some Ooh. point, but
0: not uh, well, because- that. So you
1: can do this theme. Let's all say cruise news at the same time. So it'll be like, dee, 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 and then we'll all go Cru- cruise news.
3: Cruise news. news. Sorry, take it away. Thank part. you, Paul. Tom Cruise lists his compound in the uh, West Hills of the or West Hollywood Hills. It looks like it's about 2.5, 2.6 acres. Uh, current listing, $12.9 million. There's actually two homes. A front house has a three-bedroom, uh, four-bath. The back house actually has four bedrooms, two-bath. There is a stone wine cellar, and it is nestled on a hill behind a large gate. Now, Tom Cruise is 52 and has long been the box office draw starring in such but block- I'm sorry, am I going on too much? Did we not want to hear this
2: much? <laughs> I'm thinking about- we should do was- this for the Admirals
0: <laughs> <laughs> Club. <laughs> Cruise News. I'm, not not I, Cruise biography. <laughs> right. I think that
2: we should get this for the Admirals Club. I think it would make a much different impression when people come to be on the show. If
0: we have the twelve million
3: dollar place. We should, should invest more. in mm. the. New, yeah, he is. By the way, keeping his home in Beverly Hills. He's just selling this one.
2: Oh, good to know. <laughs> thank so you, he's thank you, thank not you, moving out of town. No, no, he's sticking good. around. So that's he won't all be the news in a different school district than you. Right? <laughs> right. Well, the
3: kids are in high school. They're okay. settled. They don't need that residency anymore. <laughs> so they're, the only
4: you get, the less, the less crap you want around. Yeah, so. right. exactly. The, the
3: fewer homes you need. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder which homes Katie got. She's in this one. You get her. <laughs>
2: oh, well, in that case, let's definitely buy it. If you can it.
3: find her, she's yours.
0: <laughs> okay, now we mentioned earlier, uh, Scott, that you're in the trailer business.
2: Yep. Yeah that's what I do
4: during the day cool so, so
0: you're cutting trailers yep that we see in the theaters right you're not cutting like uh, oh yeah
4: no, no. Did you see uh, margin calls in the theaters I All did right. that one um, I did something that nobody saw called In Secret which was uh, Oscar Isaac Jessica Lange and um, Olsen Elizabeth Olson. Well, it was really good I did how did we not see year. that Uh, It just is one of those period movies that kind of came and went, Um, but it was really well made. I really enjoyed working on that. Oscar Isaac's
0: the real deal, isn't he? Yes. How
4: much footage do you get to edit the trailer? It depends on the movie. Sometimes you just get a cut of the movie, and sometimes they'll give you, here's feature one, here's feature two, here's feature three, here's feature four, and things have changed. Okay. And sometimes you only get one. Which is usually the case because I've done about six Tyler Perry trailers. And all we get is the movie. That's it. Just one copy of the movie. And, uh, you know, it's actually an interesting feather to have in your cap because he's a megastar. He's, he's an amazing yeah. businessman. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. haven't done one in a while. I think he's concentrating on the TV angle right now. But, uh, but yeah, it, it depends on the movie. Sometimes I cut the re- – one of my favorite films of the 70s was Assault on Precinct 13. Oh, yeah. John Carpenter. And Yeah, and it's so funny how things come around because Ethan Hawke – Grew up with Brian Singer uh, in the same town, and Ethan hmm. was his childhood star. He would put in his Super 8 films. Huh. And Ethan came to my f- parents' house with Brian once to shoot something in our backyard because they needed all this property, and my parents had all this property. And then years and years later, I'm in Hollywood, and um, I get a trailer assignment. to have got the trailer for Ethan Hawke's directorial debut, which oh. is Chelsea Walls. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then a couple of years after that, I get... The Assault on Precinct Thirteen remake, <laughs> which he's with in with Ethan Hawke, oh, yeah. Lawrence Fishburne, and I, yes, yeah. and I had to cut that from dailies because they had just finished shooting, so it was just like bins and bins and bins of raw footage. It so,
3: what direction do you get in any of this? I mean, are these all your choices? No, mm-hmm. the first
4: cut is mostly all you. Okay. By the time you've gotten through your boss, the client, the filmmakers, and in some cases the star, maybe about ten percent of you is left. Mm. In the trailer. You just have to learn to let go. Because yeah. often what
3: happens is I end up seeing a movie that I didn't think was the movie. We've, I've said this before. It wasn't the movie I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Right. Whose fault is that? And is uh, it intentional?
4: It, it, it depends. It usually it's always the client has the last word. Mm-hmm. You know They, they want to do something a certain way. They don't want to show a certain thing. Or they do want to show a certain thing. Even though if you show that thing, you might as well not watch the damn movie.
2: Uh, for example, we know that Tom Hanks <clears> gets off the movie, or off the island. Yeah, because yeah. we see him to reunite what was Helen in Hunt.
4: it what was in it there's the casket what was in it I'm like oh so you survived yeah exactly <laughs> that's, great. So. that's great I actually have the distinction of cutting the trailer to one of the worst movies voted one of the worst movies and possibly worst trailer of the year mm. it was right. called Ballistic X versus Sever oh that is such a famously <laughs> quoted movie now
1: yeah people will
4: say something
1: X versus Sever yeah. as that sort of like you know Legend of Curly's Gold or something yeah, at yeah. actually yeah. my yeah. boss Breaking a, a, my, my boss had and, at
4: the time, my boss had Paul Osborne and I competing against each other because Paul cut a version of the uh, a trailer for the movie. I cut a trailer of the movie. Somehow, mine got picked. I don't know why because I actually thought Paul's was better. So sometimes the clients make the wrong choice. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> That is a movie I wanted to see
1: so badly at the time, and I don't know why. I just thought it was just a cool to present this premise, and it was trying to be very Matrixy and very cool. Everything had to be John Woo at the time, right? Mm-hmm. That was just the John Woo days. If your movie wasn't John Woo, then you weren't modern and cool. But uh, but that's so funny. Like, there's no way I should see that now. Like, I never saw it. I, well, I <laughs> heard about Double Team, remember that, with uh, oh, Jean-Claude movie. Van Damme and okay, Dennis
0: that's, Rodman. That's, but, that's the worst But until ever it's described to you, and it sounds like the greatest You're thing ever, right. and you sit down and it's horrible. Yeah. It's a time you want to kill yourself. <sighs> yeah, it's like, no, you don't understand. Dennis Rodman jumps out of a plane, right? And he's got a backpack on and he grabs, Den- he grabs Jean-Claude Van Damme and he pulls the ripcord and a giant basketball envelops around them and they bounce on the ground to safety. I'm like, I have to see this movie. <laughs> oh my and then God. you watch it and that, you know, 30 seconds happens, but then sadly, there's another 89 that is the minutes. That's the worst seconds.
1: movie. That movie is just so awful, and it should be everything cheesy that I like, too. Yeah. That's what makes me even more mad. I'm like, <laughs> you could just be cheesy and cool and 90s action y, but you're not even good at that. <laughs> I got a
0: feeling I wouldn't like Ballistic Act versus Ever. Mm-hmm. Now, post double team, I I'm like, I get leery uh-huh. yeah. about the, the horrible movie being oh, enjoyable. God, it's, 90s, it's,
4: what was wrong with you? It's fun to watch Lucy Liu walking around in every shot looking like this. <laughs> I mean, she never smiles in the entire movie. No never, emotion I in was. that one.
1: Nothing. Yeah, it's the John Woo era. No yeah. emotion. I never, saw, I never saw Allie McBeal,
0: so I don't think I've ever seen Lucy Liu smile at all. A- a- yeah, anywhere.
4: Oh, crap. She on L- You, what's she you, on you could have a point. She didn't Charlie smile in Kill Bill. She had yeah.
3: smiling in Charlie's Angels? I don't know.
4: I don't think so.
1: I just realized, I think they showed The Killer last night the New Beverly. meant to go. Sorry. Oh,
0: yeah. The
3: John
1: Woo It was a John Wu. Yeah, double feature. Damn.
3: Paul, we would be remiss if we didn't ask Mr. Storm about.
0: Okay so you heard us talking about uh, Trailer percussion Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: What is
4: that? (laughs) (laughs) Good question Do people bring that to you? I I can't really discuss specifics about what I'm working on uh, At work but I will say that I was just asked to do something For the con market for something which is grotesquely bad.
1: Not con Ah. men, you mean con the festival. Con,
4: yes. (laughs) Yes. A bunch of con men to get together. Can, however you're supposed to say it. There's so many ways to say it. But um, the thing is, it's so cheesy and so horrible, starring someone everyone knows, Hmm. and you're wondering, what is he doing? But the best way they say you you have to make it look fantastic we know there's no action we know it sucks mm-hmm. um but a lot of times the percussion is what makes it look less cheesy yeah. if you if you use the standard you know action uh score that you know the supervisor the sound supervisor always gives you it, it ends up being cheesy but if you go more toward percussion it feels less so mm-hmm. so most of what i chose was percussion and lo and behold the client was like ah. But it's who wonderful. takes credit they, for inventing? Yeah,
2: that? is there a guy who goes, "All right, I think," ga, 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 and hey guys, he makes I a new sound for <laughs> it. <laughs>
4: Sometimes we make it up. You just get a bunch oh. of hits, and you do it the way you want to <gasps> do it. Oh. So does anyone?
3: Oh, yeah. does, do our, so I assume there's a community of trailer cutters. I don't know what you guys call I yourselves. I only know I only know Paul. Okay. They're, they're called the cutups. <laughs> the cutups. I just Dang, made that up. <laughs> um, I'm just wondering if there's a guy. That, hey, that's mine. You know, Bong. You boong,
2: can't boong boong touch Bong Blong's me. I'm yeah. sure, I'm, I'm
4: sure yeah. if there's a lot of uh, trailer editors around town who hang out, they all yeah. trade their little stories. But
2: do you have any examples for him, Paul?
0: that's me. I like that guy. Did you
2: that? Well, just based on your theory, how
0: bad is Insurgent going to be then? We got nothing.
1: More of this shit. Wow. Hey, then again, Mad Max does kind of a lot of heavy production That actually kind of We think that Batman-ish. one's great.
4: Like the Batman score? Well, that does sound like A little yeah. bit. A little and is there bit. any That's ownership? a little There's, yeah. There's
3: no ownership of that? Like, somebody's there, saying you can't use that? These are all just
0: like uh, production music type uh, hits. I get and, emails from them. Yeah, I don't constantly. think they I'm get like, scored. I don't
4: know you. I don't
2: want your music. I get it at home. Oh, wow. Here's oh. our new music library. Check it out. And I'm it's like, all blah, blah, blah
4: it's crazy. Amazing.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, let's uh, go from the movies that uh, are classic, all-timey great, to...
1: What did you see this week? Yeah.
0: We didn't even go from the
1: classic, all-timey greats, did we? Sometimes I come up with yeah. the guest no, we favorite went movie blah, We blah, went from blah, Ballistic blah, blah, X versus Sever. We yeah. did. But I'm glad we mentioned that. That's such a been a pop culture thing. What did we see this week? People weekend? mentioning it. The, uh my friends, if you go to Facebook, you can follow the exploits of them. They are called the Stiff-Legged Film Fest in Chicago. And uh, we used to hold this festival once a year, and they would watch the complete works of, I have watched with them, the complete works of Robert Altman from beginning to end.
2: Oh, you saw a lot of Lyle Lovett.
1: I did see towards the end he like, yeah. well I love it does show up in almost everything he does. Yeah. Uh, we watched the complete works of Werner Herzog and including some documentaries are very hard to get and he's a very much So this last weekend he's he's doing another two weekender. He did the complete works of uh, of um, of uh, the Fly David Cronenberg so I saw. I tried to watch along with them. They're obsessed. They go morning to night, and and I ended up doing other things. But I did get to see for the first time Shivers, Rabid, and uh, his first three movies, whatever those are that that lead up to. Uh, anyway, Shivers. scanners is the first time I heard. Oh yeah, Scanners. a Scanner. Yeah, I watched some of Scanners. I watched The Fly again. Uh, I haven't watched Videodrome again, but I'm I'm dying to. I'm excited to. I've never seen that. Yeah, but I it mean it's re- very it trippy. Should remake stuff. it with
0: like you know streaming dome or something <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah, streaming Broadband dome. dome the netflix thriller yeah.
1: but shivers if anybody's a, a fan of like 70s classic horror because they do lump him in is is that he made one of these kind of classic you know the 70s era where there's this golden age of uh, horror uh resurgent you know uh uh and uh, Shivers is a really great movie. It takes place in this idyllic uh, uh, apartment complex where it's like special living and everybody kind of goes into this place and it begins with this very cynical slideshow that's like, you'll love this and this. And it becomes kind of a foreboding, nice voice. And you realize all these people once they get in this apartment that uh, that um, things are invading their bodies. And uh, gradually it takes over, uh, I don't want to blow the ending, but it's been, you know, it's 1975. But... <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) But it takes over everybody in the apartment complex, and uh, spoiler alert, if anybody wants to tune out for a couple seconds here, the very last image of it is everybody you've seen throughout the entire movie getting taken over by these alien creatures, Uh, actually a genetic experiment, they made uh, 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 transplants, and they made the organs sentient. And then, of course, the organs go on to start taking over their bodies and attacking other people and stuff. The very end is just this long line of cars leaving. It's all of them. Now Now that the thing has gone through the entire apartment complex, they all now can leave. And it just shows them all filing one by one. Everybody we've seen from the entire movie just driving this very orderly line off to the city. and it, And that's it. That's the ending. Yeah. It's like a down ending. It's coming. like, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, they're going off to infect the world. 70s yeah, was huge cool. on that from the yeah. invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh yeah, you mean, can be totally yeah, down ending. Yeah, yeah the thing. Well, it's 82, but, you know, still. Same St. yeah. St. carpenter and everything. Paul
2: and I saw The Gunman.
1: Yeah.
2: And we talked about that earlier. The Gunman. Yeah. The Gunman.
3: Gunman.
2: What was on TV?
3: Uh, Jurassic Park <laughs> was on, uh, on TNT. Hold up. TNT. <laughs> no, well. That movie holds up.
2: <laughs>
0: Absolutely. <laughs> I
3: will. Make Uh-oh, comment. What? Oh wait, did you watch three? <laughs> no, no. It oh. was the original. It's a good movie. But <laughs> yeah. what, what you notice about that movie, um, well, at least I did, it's so movie movie. Like all the moments are very movie yes. movie, the, the score's very movie Spielberg's movie. Spielberg's very good at that. Exact it's so Spielbergian. Mm-hmm. And uh it's fun, but it's not quite as slick as today's movies, right? There's there's something more movie about it that really lets you know you're watching a movie the way things are set up the way the camera's angled mm-hmm. just the way it looks the way it sounds the music cues that come in I mean everything is so it's, it's all calculated yes yeah. it's almost my like favorite the perfect textbook movie the the greatest
1: movie movie thing that happens in jurassic park and i was such a fan and and the reason i did love jurassic park so much i was in the wild throes of studying directors this was college this i worked in a movie theater you know we got to see jurassic park in the afternoon to test the printout because it was going to be gigantic that night you know it was yeah so was really like it was just one of those like and i'm ready to go and take the world on and be a film director and stuff so i'm watching this thing like uh you know like well like a spielberg masterpiece that's coming out in my time you know like here's another jaws for the for uh, you know, he hadn't done a movie like that in a while. and he'd exper- <laughs> The greatest thing is, so the kid is climbing the electric fence. And we realize, oh, once they turn on the electric fence, the kid's going to get shocked. There's suspense there, right? So a masterful directing choice. They are turning on the breakers one by one. And immediately as soon as they start turning on the breakers, in my head I go, well, how do I know which one's going to electrocute the kid? And then unmotivated by action, the only shot unmotivated by character action in the movie. The camera itself moves away from what the character is doing and just zooms in on the one, you know, Aww. gate five or whatever. The camera does that of its own because, because we have to mentally connect uh, for suspense to exist, we must mentally connect where they're going. That's going to shock that kid. And humans, unless they throw in a piece of dialogue like, "Oh, here we are at Gate C five or whatever," and then we see C. But whatever it does, but it, we don't even hear that. We don't even know that number. It just it could have went to any of them. But that's going to be the one that's going to shock that kid. Now that is fun. Movie, movie directing—that is expert shit.
0: A few years <laughs> earlier, uh, Ghostbusters Upper Two came out, and yeah. we were talk- talking about—you uh, know—we th- w- do not love that movie, but they did that thing. If th- you need th- a second, hor- horrible direction in that in one scene where they're they're in the dark room uh, and they're what's the word? Uh, developing photos yeah. of what's his nuts? Slime. Wow, this is how. I forgot that movie. I, had, that. I have pushed it. that movie out of my head.
2: I, uh, I'm embarrassed to say uh, I want to say his name and I can't think of it either. Yeah, uh, so the
0: big guy from the painting. Yeah. They're developing pictures of him. Oh, put Vigo. Him right, okay. Vigo, Vigo. yeah. And yeah. then they burst the We have in a giant flame. Vigo in my
1: apartment. Have
2: you That's seen this?
0: I, yeah, it's <laughs> yes. They burst in the flame, right? The, and they go, oh, no, quick. Get a p- bucket of water or a hose or something. And then they go over to the door. Oh, no, the door is locked. How are we going to get out? Like, they're literally explaining all of the action they're taking, which is just the worst. Yeah. Direct- like, how do you get that desperate after Ghostbusters, which just has its action, has its dialogue, has its story, without having to, to do all the worst things and you can do in a movie, which is explain everything you're doing and describe the entire movie as it's happening.
2: And we all learned in improvisation, show, don't tell. Hey, right. I can show I can connect these thoughts. You know who I
1: found out the producer of David Cronenberg's first three movies is? Uh-oh. Ivan Reitman. Oh yeah. Because oh. they're both Canadian and he was looking for someone to produce. Like he, he I think I from what I heard, he found the money for shivers, but he didn't know how to direct. And so he went to the most famous Canadian director or producer, and it was Ivan Reitman. So Ivan Reitman's name are on on and The Brood is his third movie. Terrible. Don't I say that. I'd
4: forgotten he also produced heavy metal. Oh, okay, yes. Another one of those animated yeah, yeah, yeah. films. Ivan Reitman did. Yeah, that was a sexy True. animated film. That's right.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's a that's a classic example of that 70s yep. animated, like, it, Walt Disney doesn't have any special secret. There's a lot of animators out here, you know? Yeah. That's cool. Have you seen anything? Scott, you claim to have not seen a movie
0: in
4: years.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: the last thing I saw was the the Planet of the Apes sequel in May in a theater because I was trying to finish The Apple Tree, and every spare moment was spent doing that, and I also have a two-year-old and a four-year-old. Mm. yeah. So getting out is hard, but I do see a lot of movies at work, uh, and I I really can't talk too much, but I have nothing but nice things to say about the two that I have seen recently, Uh, Love and Mercy which hmm. is a story Don't of Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys. Oh. And you will be seeing, I think you will be seeing uh, John Cusack in the Oscar race for this next year. No He's kidding. So cool. As, As Brian, Brian Wilson. Wow. It's such a well-made movie. It oh. was directed by the producer of something well-known in the past few years, and I'm spacing what on it What a right great
1: now. story to tell, too. The Beach Boys and yeah, Brian Wilson. Yeah, that's true story. And
4: the oh other one is God. also music is Danny Collins, which is... Oh, yeah. Uh, is Pacino? Yeah. I got that was I, I made a post on Facebook. I'm like, sometimes my job is really cool because I'm editing raw Pacino <laughs> because he had done some ADR that we needed because some oh, stuff wow. wasn't clear and, and I got the takes and I'm like, oh, this just came over from the, you know the booth and he was just recording in the booth and I'm getting to work on it. You uh, know, that's awesome. I'm a big Dog Day Afternoon fan, so I'm yeah. like this. and Scarecrow, another movie most people haven't yeah. seen. Ah! One saw of my Scarecrow. Favorite
1: movies. Scarecrow, the, the Stiff-Legged Film Society, yeah. they also did one year, this was the best fest, and I just happened to be in Chicago for it, and it was merely Gene Hackman in the 70s. The very oh first movie God. he did in 1970, and the very last movie he did in the 70s was Superman the movie. But yeah, they got to see Scarecrow, which is him and Pacino, and, yeah. it, and it's basically, it's yeah, two guys go across country. It's kind of like Midnight Cowboy in a weird way, yeah. except without the oh, Just a wonderful sex. movie. love yeah. it. Interesting. And Danny Collins is 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 good. Is
4: really good. Uh, right. It's it's uh, directed by the guy who wrote a Crazy Stupid Love. I think his last name is Fogelman. Oh yeah. But oh, um. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really got sucked in, and that Benny is great. Uh, I it was it's a true story based on a true story, obviously, and of course, never fails. Uh, Christopher Plummer, he's good in just about mm-hmm. everything.
0: So. Isn't he though? I mean, he, for he's years, for 50 years, the guy's yeah. solid. Yeah. and everything yeah and this Dragnet. movie uh,
4: Bobby Cannavale's in it Jennifer Garner <laughs> Uh and yeah it's just terrific I wish I was able I only got to do one review spot so I was like oh, I wish I could have done more but I do believe my company did the trailer so nice yeah very cool. good movie
0: all right. Well, that's uh, all the In stuff we coo- saw, I think. Well, I saw Focus a few weeks ago. I never hadn't had a chance to talk about it yet. Oh. But I really enjoyed that. The trailer looks like it's a super serious heist movie. It's also from the Crazy Stupid Love guys. But um, it's charming, but, right? Yeah. It's, How can it, it's it not it's a lot more fun? Yeah. It then gets a little dark, but then, you, you, of course. You but it's know. a lot of double crossing, right? But I, I even said to myself, "I'm
1: going to get ahead of this. Uh-huh. I can see it coming." Didn't happen. Okay. So, is there, is there a triple cross? Is there a triple cross? Does it go quadruple cross? Double never, dog never quadruple, quadruple cross. Cross. I would say the movie looks like it goes quadruple cross. But anyway. yeah, it, 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 this, yeah, it keeps peeling back <laughs> layers like that. It's cool. double I dog. It it's I, really, I don't want to tell you. Oh, peeling back layers on the, the, the lead actress? I like right?
0: an Onion. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, so let's get to uh, the finale of the big show with Karen's celebration of the birthdays to those who are making the movies. It's time we for Karen's low.
1: birthdays. Oh, here we go. I'll hold Take the... It away. Uh, <laughs> I'll hold the um, Thank you. The Meerkat. The Meerkat. Hey
2: week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to everybody's favorite Verbinski, Gore. Gore, Happy birthday, Gore. Who turns 51? (laughs) (laughs) He turns 51 but can play anywhere from directors of successful commercials. In 1993, he created the renowned Budweiser Frog Campaign. Remember Is that? that? Right? It won wow. four Clio Awards. So he used to be the director <laughs> of successful commercials to the director of commercial successes like the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. His biggest influences as a kid were Franz Kafka's Metamorphosis and Black Sabbath's Master of Reality. I love the fact that those are his two main influences. <laughs> he started out as a guitarist for a punk rock band the daredevils and the little kings and he also made uh his feature films with these guys they were his friends but soon he decided that he enjoyed that so much he sold his guitar to buy a super 8 camera and the rest is history
1: Hmm. i've been told i look that? like him oh well one of our guests told me yeah that i look oh lou lou, Probably temple. lou temple yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knows everything oh yeah he worked with hey you, you sit know what? down lou tells he, you who you look like hey you know what you look
0: like Gore. I worked on Rango. <laughs> We've
1: had more
2: look than like one him. voice
0: from Rango on this show. <laughs> you look like him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and next up, let's wish a very happy birthday to Ms. Rosie O'Donnell, who turns 53 but can play anywhere from a stand-up comedian to a stand-up citizen by donating $5,700,000 what? to Hurricane Katrina Yowza. relief effort. You know what? She I built was a... schools, rebuilt wow. hospitals.
3: Good on her. Yeah. She's Because she got a peeps. bit much there towards the end. <laughs> yes. I, I, I liked her. Towards the You're end. jealous
2: because she loves Tom Cruise as yes. much as you do. And the other
3: thing she did is she called out yes. uh, all those other celebrities for not donating. She's like, the first people you yeah. need to call are all your rich friends. Don't ask yeah. the general public to, to pony up until you guys start ponying up. she And she started she putting did. up good money. Uh, yeah, I she think did. she called out Clooney and she called out Damon and she called out Clooney Affleck. Clooney, called
2: out. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Uh, we all know Rosie O'Donnell from her daytime TV show and her work on The View, which I think recently she just left. But do you know what her first movie was? League of Their Own. Alright, very good. Now. Oh, was I you, that right? You, you're I, right. I thought there might
3: have been something it's, else. No,
2: there's a bunch of movies, but can you name cause she always played the best friend. Can you name name at least three movies where she plays the best friend?
0: Beautiful girls.
2: Good, yep. Sleepy
0: <laughs> sleepest in Seattle.
2: Yes. There's one more, and it's not the most obvious, but she's the best friend. <sighs>
0: Man, not Exit to Eden. Oh, exit, no. Eden. No. Go exit to Eden! Not another stakeout. The
2: Flintstones. Uh, oh. Another oh. stakeout. Oh. I didn't see that. And I know. Oh well, that's okay. There's one I so don't know if
1: I should revisit. Rick
2: Moranis is in it, and he's adorable. Mm-hmm. And lastly, let's last wish a very happy birthday to Bruce Willis. Oh, Yes, who turned 60. Oh, my God. What? What? 60. Jesus. He
1: was he was like 35 when you saw him in Moonlighting. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> None you of us what? are old. None of us are old. He <laughs> and Rosie O'Donnell look the same as they did 15 years ago.
2: Absolutely. He can play anywhere from a Moonlighter to a Wisecracker. We all know Bruce from his work in The Die Hard, Pulp Fiction, The Sixth Sense. But do any of you know his movie debut?
0: Yes Very I small recuse part. myself Oh a small part? Because I was going to say Blind part. Date Nope
1: But before Blind I know Date it, Before it, Blind I know this Date one. Before, Not Hudson Before Hawk. Sunset now, Lee part- what is your favorite TV show of all time? Was he in the Rockford Files movie? Okay no But the <laughs> actor from the Rockford Files Was in a movie just prior to Blind Date Not Sunset It was Sunset I said sunset. Oh, but sunset did? came I, after a Blind Date, though.
2: Uh, even before that, he was oh, part. Well, then I'm wrong. You're probably as right as you can be. That's <laughs> the part. That's some, that some pretty geeky shit we
1: pulled out there. He right?
2: played man <laughs> entering dinner as oh. Delaney leaves. So okay. that was in the movie The First Deadly Sin.
1: Oh, okay. Oh. Right, I have a well. feeling. I guess if we're going uh, Harrison Ford, uh, what's, what's the, what's the very first Harrison Ford? Dead Heat um, and a Merry-go-Round. Dead Heat and a merry go or are we yeah. going. More apocalypse? No. no, this smells,
2: <laughs> this to me smells of that extra whose elbow is seen in something, and he's like, yeah, oh, I was in a movie. But I can't, you know, I'm just saying what IMDb stated Wait, before as his retraction first sneaks movie. up on me. Yes.
0: Harrison Ford was in the conversation well before Apocalypse Now. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I will. And American Graffiti. Now, his of the first of
2: starring role was in the 1987 Blake Edwards film Blind Date with Kim Basinger and John Larroquette.
0: Which is very funny. It is a really good yeah, hit. Really John ja- Larroquette kills in that. Movie. Oh. Now,
2: we all know that it's not very often that a director will go out of his way to work with an actor again. And I find this next fact to be incredibly <laughs> telling because 10 directors have cast and worked with Bruce Willis at least twice since. They worked really? with him, got him back again because and they liked him. that goes against all we've yeah. heard. I, I, I know, urge that's...
1: everyone to look up Kevin Smith's story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I but urge everybody I, to look that up. Kevin
2: I wanted Smith. to tell you that because usually you think, oh, Bruce Willis is a pain in the ass, no one to work with him again. 10 Wow. Very well-known directors have worked with them again. Can you name at least oh, three? Okay,
4: let's see. M. Night Shyamalan. Yep, that's oh, right. Oh, good call. Nice. Good call. Um, uh, John McTiernan. Yep. I mean, yes, oh, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um,
2: You're winning so far. <laughs> yeah, that's good.
0: <laughs> uh... Daniel Waters. I don't know. I got nothing. No,
2: Blake Edwards because he did Blind Day oh, and no, Sunset. I already talked
4: about him.
0: Okay. True. And,
2: and um, also one that you might not think of, but you know that Quentin Tarantino brought him back for oh, Pulp Fiction. The, the whole nine yards yeah. guy.
0: Because he did the whole <laughs> ten, ten yards. Yeah. Oh, uh, what was that? Cheat? I
4: don't know his name. Wait,
2: wait. I can't think. I'm I think it was here. different
4: directors, wasn't it?
2: I think it was different directors oh, because shit, they don't have right. that. Yeah. But look who's talking. Aunt Amy Heckerling. Uh-huh. She uh-huh. did uh-huh. the whole Look Who's Talking series. Rob Reiner, The Story of Us, and North. Alan Zoe Bell wrote the story of Else. Oh, he that wrote was North. That's kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. uh, North. Um, Barry Levinson, Bandits and Just What Happened. Uh, g- what, what Just, just happened? happened.
4: Which I got the trailer for. Oh,
2: Ooh, there you really go. Really? And oh, Robert like Rodriguez, Sin City, Planet Terror.
4: Oh, wow. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. That's right. And uh, Rob this Reiner. I think it's that fourth. All, right. yeah, yeah. all right. So, yeah. So, the, I'm just saying.
0: He's we not the hear, asshole you've
1: heard.
2: We hear he's an <laughs> asshole, and apparently not. Now, a bad day. Now, Bart, you know how much I love to hear when celebrities sing. This is
3: true. People are constantly asking me, could you tell me two interesting things about Karen Volpe? And I'll say, she hates Divergent, and she <laughs> hasn't seen it. I haven't seen it. And loves when celebrities sing.
2: I do love when celebrities sing, and I know that we're wishing all these guys happy birthdays, Bruce Willis and everybody. So I would like to listen to one of our favorite guys associated with the movies sing a little ditty with a little Brandy Carlisle. So we're going to take you now to Raise Hell as sung by our main movie guy, Paul Preston! Yay, Paul Yay. Preston! Yeah.
0: It is my birthday. It's
2: with is Brandy Carlisle. I
3: You did no. I know, I saw the beat switch. I've been right.
0: with a broken heart since I'm That's right, of Johnny Cash in the shit out <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he me a start when he me I think that's it we'll go out on that. <laughs> <laughs> that wraps another movie showcaster, but uh, together we are the movie guys, individually we are. We are you can all follow us on Twitter at the Movie Guys for daily jokes and links. Also on Facebook.com slash the movie guys, as well as iTunes, Vimeo, YouTube, Funny or Die, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, LinkedIn, Meerkat. Meerkat <laughs> Uh what the hell else? Anything else? Oh that's that's plenty. Uh, thanks to Scott Storm for coming
4: by and telling us uh, Thank you for having me. I really appreciate story.
0: it. Where can we find what you're up to and track the Apple Tree? Uh, the
4: that. Apple Tree has a website, uh, AppleTreeMovie.com, And pretty much everything's on there, including everything I'm working on now uh, into the future. Nice. So it's all cool. good. And there's and an IMDb page. There's an IMDb oh, page also, and I will be posting film festival information as it comes in.
0: Cool. Uh, and thanks to Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And remember, you can always find everything we're up to at the movieguys.net. Next week we're back with home and get hard. Two great tastes of taste. Done and together.
4: done. I've worked <laughs> on both of those. Yeah! No kidding? Oh awesome. in the uh, in the trailers? Yeah, uh, TV spots. Oh, TV spots,
0: cool. Uh, well, we'll see you then. Goodbye. Get out of here, Randy. I took a tie for